EBS Podcast presents. Hey guys, it's me, Caleb, back again with another episode of EBS's Just Go Podcast, where we interview EBS students and talk about their experiences on their Erasmuses. What's today's episode? France. In studio today, we have. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Carmen. Hi, I'm Christina. And you lovely ladies are here today to talk about your experience in Paris, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I mean, let's just out the gate from the start. Let's get going. Let's start running the questions, running the gauntlet. Why France? <laughs> I only say this because we have a lot of French Erasmus students who come here. So yeah. my idea would be that there's enough French people here, you'd get the French experience. So True, yeah. but we don't have actually a lot of <clears throat> our people going there. Really? Yeah, every year it's only like a few, like two or one like to Paris, but overall to France is usually like three or four max. Okay. And so you were the, you guys were the only ones? We were the only one in, ones in Paris. Yeah, but, I think from Estonia. Yeah. But at the same semester, I have a friend who was in, uh, in the south of France. Mm -hmm. So he's like experience was a bit different <clears throat> compared to our, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, his experience was totally different compared to our one, but um, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, for me, like, uh, to be honest, initially, I didn't really want to go to France. It was my first choice was Barcelona. Okay. I wanted the heat, you know, run Wanted away from Spain. Estonia, <laughs> the cold. Um, but then in the end, like it worked out perfectly fine and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I would say like now if I if if France was my first choice, it would definitely be because of language. Like I want to practice my French. Okay. And then also the culture, like immerse myself with the locals. That was that was the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> was there um I got I because let's uh let's I we gotta talk about the school first you know because some people won't listen to the whole podcast and that's fine <laughs> let's go to school where'd you guys go to school there? Uh oh okay. well first I can start yeah <laughs> um I chose my school just based off the location it okay. was like four hundred meters from the Eiffel Tower so on the fourth floor of my school you could literally see it and it was super super nice uh, and it was like a private business school uh. The name is ESCE, International Business School, if I'm correct. We yeah. are not doing them good justice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I'm not going to pronounce it right either because I always mispronounce it over there. But it's ISEG, I-E, okay, ISEG. Okay. It's in La Défense. Uh, I basically chose it according to the courses. Like I mm -hmm. chose the school that had like the most marketing courses because that's my major. Okay. And like uh -huh. that interested me. That's kind of how I I think it is so cool that we have both you guys in the studio right now <laughs> because based off that you guys picked vastly different schools for vastly different reasons uh -huh. yeah I'm like this basic white girl who just goes there because like fashion it's Paris <laughs> the location Eiffel Tower okay I'm here no but that's also a vibe low-key true yeah I remember watching your Instagram stories mm. and it was white girl <laughs> <laughs> well I mean like I had a few classes which were like later in the evening mm -hmm. and um, when I was like walking towards the metro station, uh, I could see the Eiffel Tower and when it lit up, I literally waited like five minutes or something till it's uh, 7 p.m. or something. So I could see it like sparkling just to get that Instagram story, you know. But to be honest, that view is breathtaking. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so, you like... never get tired of it. <laughs> I mean, it's a massive pointy object. Who would? 
Did you guys did you guys go to it quite frequently? Like how often did you go to the top? I didn't go there once. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I mean, Does that like, make us terrible people? <laughs> yeah, it was well since for like <laughs> since for like safety reasons, you you can go under there for free, but yeah. there's it's like gated and you have to go through like security checks and you can have certain things in your bags and you had to wait in line for a long time. So we didn't even do that. We just went to the park and like sit down and drink yeah. or eat. And to be honest, like uh, one thing they don't tell you is how busy Paris is. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Like even underneath there, like you're, <laughs> you're like this the whole time. Like what's going on? There's so much. And then um, during the summer, it's like peak season of like uh, tourists and everything. It's, so it's long lines. Okay. It's always the peak season. Long lines. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, was it Petos Kohik? You know when EBS runs that place for the mm. night. Yeah, we crowd that. Yeah, I, I remember. I've been to Paris once, once or twice. Mm. Uh, I have been on top of the Eiffel Tower. So <laughs> nice. I was there three days, and I I, <laughs> oh, I went wow. on it. You guys were there for what a semester. <laughs> I will say though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is terrifying though. But we have seen it like uh, from like top of buildings, like from far, like just not yeah. in the Eiffel Tower. Like. Yeah, but there's something special about only thing keeping you alive is this much metal, mm. and it's just a little shaky. I think so. I'd be low key scared of heights, so uh, I don't know. You'll figure it out at the top <laughs> when you should. <laughs> when the time comes. Yeah. So, um, so you went there. You went for the aesthetic. Yep. And you went for marketing. How was your school? Uh, my school was intense. <laughs> okay. I would say that the the French system is very different from Estonian system. Um, okay. How so? Uh, in every way, I don't know. It's uh, mandatory to show up for classes, and for for my school, it was like Same. if you miss, I think it was like ten classes. If you miss ten classes, then you're gonna fail the whole semester, not even that one subject. Yeah, mine was three actually. Now that I think about it, mm. three classes. Uh, but you have to come with an excuse if you do miss a class. Like they yeah. they require you to bring a like a doctor's note or something specific within oh within three days yeah. or something or right. And after. even if you're like late, if you're late like more than five minutes, then you have to have like this little note that says like why were you late. And if it was like I don't know a train or something was late, then you have to go to the information desk in the metro station and ask for a note for school. Mm -hmm. And people did that all the time. <laughs> You have to ask to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Let's just leave that there. <laughs> That's weird. The age gap is really different. Like here, yeah. usually you go to university when you're like 19, 20. Mm -hmm. But there you started when you were like 18 or like even really 17. Young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm okay. It's not all terrible. Like yeah, I know yeah, we're just yeah, listing yeah. all these things, but <laughs> it was just like a, a you know a little difference. But then in our school curricular, we also had like... Um, intense courses and non-intense courses so the intense courses were like you'd finished one course in one week and it's like you spend like the whole day every day of that week doing that course okay and then the rest are like kind of spread out if you did the non-intense so that was a little bit different for me but you know you adapt yeah we've had a we've actually i think ebs has a couple of those courses whenever we have guest lecturers it's like mm -hmm. they're like two week mm -hmm. intensives or they're yeah, normally a guest lecturer, like they're there for a week, really intensive, and then someone else will substitute maybe a couple of classes. So I, I get the system. But my question, um, were they were they very, as I would like to just find, um, you know, clarify this, the whole missing classes might fail. Um, say your house, like the house you're renting, they needed to be let in or you needed to be there when maintenance needed to be done. 
Was that valid as an excuse? You have to bring a note. Yeah. You have to have some proof. That person from that company yeah. needs to contact the school to say this is why she was late for school. But I mean, like, while we were doing our exams in December, then there were, like, some riots there and the metros didn't work and some certain lines. And Oof. since I was living a bit outside of the, like, the city center, then it took me, like, normally it took me, like, 30 minutes to get to school from my house. Mm -hmm. But during December, it took me three hours because the city was full of like traffic and stuff like yeah. that. And the school didn't care. They were like, if you miss the exam, you're not gonna get to do it again. Okay. So it was just like- So if the, basically you're saying if the riots caused you to miss class, mm -hmm. you'd have to go to a riot cop yeah. being like, listen, man, <laughs> I appreciate what you're doing here. You're you're holding the city down, but can you just sign this little note for me Maybe. right here that says I got tear gas? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> they just like, it's it's very intense, but it's like, uh, it requires you to pre-plan your plans, mm. you know, like okay. make sure if you need to be there at 4.30, make sure you're there too. Like, just like, I, I mean, if you know the circumstance, you know, like during yeah. the time of the riots and all that. They timed the riots? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Basically, what was happening was the, the tram stopped working. They only had like three of them running. Yeah. Okay. And so like that made it like so crowded. Like you'd be standing like a little <laughs> like a little stick just in the in the metros and you have to wait for the next one to come. And then they weren't coming as often. It mm -hmm. was just hectic. Yeah. I remember when I lived in Germany, um, the trams would go on strike at least once a year. But the Germans mm. like planned it three months in advance. <laughs> so yeah, they're like yeah, on yeah. December 6th, we're not going to be active between mm. one and three. Um, you do with that what you want with that information. Yeah. But this is what we're going to do. Was it something similar to that effect as well? They planned that well? They kind of like said you you got like a week notice or a few days mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. saw saw the new timelines and uh, timetables. And it was like, OK, your line is not working. We don't know when it opens up again. But... You can use this bus. But like even even then, I was also in the bus before and they would say, oh, okay, this is also another thing. I don't know how people who don't like understand French really survived <laughs> in France that much because like um, they would like, like the bus driver would scream like across like in French, like, hey, like we're not going to stop at this stop, this stop, this stop, this stop. Just know that we're going to go to this like location and it's very last minute. And you see people there like running, you know, to mm. get to the stop. And then the bus just like drives by and I'm like, oh, no, like, <laughs> yeah, same. They're um, really like their mentality is that they just don't care. But it's not about only with the school system. It's yeah. like just it's overall a French mentality. OK, were you I don't mean to cut you off then, but because um, it sounds very intense like in general which makes me question why they've lost so many wars uh, <laughs> but the what I want to get out here real quick is um, based on the school having such a required like you need to show up and you need to plan your day accordingly did you still have like the ability to have a social life were you still able to do yeah work because this sounds like really intense <laughs> because I'll be honest with you I've been this is my fourth year of EBS uh, represent by the way Um and I didn't know half my classmates because half of them don't show up. Yeah, that is uh, true. That like, is true. Yeah, like I think we all we've all been like in a specific course that has like thirty registered people. Only you've only ever seen six. True. Friends, everyone shows up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like we didn't have so much homework. We yeah. had like group projects that you do like fast or after school in class. Did, yeah, in class, it didn't take so much time. Mm -hmm. So when the school was over, you just uh, go out with your friends or. And and for me, it was kind of also a form of socializing. You know, mm -hmm. you're getting to know mm. new people. And like, that's also how you make connects. 
Um, but I will say that the EBS like elective period was very beneficial because it gave like more lenience towards like, you know, if they don't have my course, I can just take something else and replace it quickly. Okay. And also the, the at least at my school, the lecturers were more lenient towards Erasmus students. So it wasn't mm. that terrible. Like for us, I mean, it's not terrible in general. Like you just have to get used to it. I think okay. that's what we're trying yeah. to say. Like yeah. it was a great experience, but it's like a the cultural... mobility window helped a lot. Yeah. Because like, even though I'm like a finance student, I took luxury marketing and management which was one of my favorite classes and yeah. I, we have finance students <coughs> here yeah <laughs> totally unaware of this um i'm representative ebs by the way <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean like you get to choose and put together your own like uh curriculum so it didn't matter what you took okay yeah. which was um i was supposed to stay in france actually for a full year okay so it was like second year second semester was the elective period and then i was supposed to be there also technically this semester mm. technically this semester as well but um i decided not to because also my school was kind of strange in this way like um they would do like a a tambola type not tambola but like they would pick by random if the if the course is too full they can easily kick you out oh that but happened to me like, it's like by random so you don't mm. even know and so I was like, okay, I have to think. Now I have the electives, which I don't mind if I get kicked out of anything. I can go replace it quickly. But my mandatory courses, however, I was like, that can't happen. And yeah. then Corona also hit. So then it was like, per like I made the perfect decision because I wouldn't want to be mm. there. I would be one. I would want to be close to family and stuff. So okay. it's also a matter of like, uh, you know, if something doesn't go right, like you no, know, it just. It's go with the flow. Okay. Yeah. That being said, you were, so you were there last spring semester then. Yeah. 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 And then you. Fall. Fall. Okay. Fall. So you were. We were there at the same time. We actually met up. Yeah. Uh, but we were like going to different universities, but it was. Uh, Did you guys know each other before going? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I just don't know people. So that's why I asked. <laughs> like Carmen's my only contact at the school. Yeah. yeah. But it was the fall of 2019, I think. Yeah. Just pre-corona. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And um, I, I was actually about to go into like some Corona questions, but I realized if you guys were there mm. first semester, yeah, we were, yeah, you guys just you you did Corona in Estonia. Yeah, <laughs> you enjoyed it like the rest of us. Yep. But I'm so happy that it didn't happen while we were there because I couldn't imagine doing online school in France, since like one of the toughest thing to do is I don't know get your French bank account Every, or yeah, like all the paperwork everything is on paper it's okay. nothing in France, well, yeah demand your rights or like you know mm. be that strong person and you know make noise if you need something to get done that's how you get it done yeah. otherwise you just be forgotten like that's... yeah they are the inventors of bureaucracy so it makes sense <laughs> so the kind of thing is that if you go from Estonia you're like very used to having everything online everything yeah. very fast if you wait for a coffee more than like three minutes you're like excuse me, what is going on? But there, if you wait for like a croissant for like 15 minutes, it's okay. It's normal. It's totally fine. I've gotten angry at people for <laughs> waiting too long here. Mm. I'm just... Yeah. I mean, I don't snap at people, don't get me wrong, but like there is a certain level of speed and efficiency yeah. we're used to and privileged here. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess in that case, did you guys met up, but did you end up hanging out a lot or did you guys kind of like... We, we know each like, other EBS, we're just not well, today. Well, <laughs> um, we talked about it, but it was always like, I don't know. Yeah, when I was like 
when I was ready to go party or like to go do mm. something, she was tired. And then yeah. when, it was always like that vice versa thing. And also, um, you know, every location is actually, France is huge. Like yeah. Paris is huge. It's a huge commute to like, you know, make your way to places and stuff. Mm. So she was like two hours away from me. And I was like, wow, okay, I have to think about this. I need to mm. go home, eat, get ready. And then I also want to take a nap, like, but then I have to catch this, you know. So it was a bit tough, but. You uh, have to plan a lot. Yeah. Everything. Um, so if you do end up wanting to go to France, like I would recommend if you if you want to take a friend with you, make sure that the same school, it make mm. it much more easier yeah. than separate. But we had no hard feelings. Like yeah, we kind yeah, of understood yeah. each other. It We're was like, very okay. chill. It was like, okay, you can't make it today. <laughs> fine. Well, it's fine. <laughs> I'd rather be at home as well. And we just give like each other tips on like, you know, this yeah. is what's happening. Da, da, da. So it was okay. Mm. That sounds terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like... Mm. Uh, um, cause I, I, my high school was in Istanbul and, um, you know, I remember having those hour just to drive to school was an hour driving. That's not including mm. drop off and pickups, yeah. right? Coming home was two hours. So like, I'm just so used right now to like, swear to God, one time I decided to buy an iPhone. So I got out of class. I had like two hours off. So I drove all the way down to Copley to pick it up and then drive all the way back on a scooter and I had like 45 minutes to kill so I got lunch as well. It's oh, just so efficient yeah. and that sounds, reminds me too much of high school and being like, I don't want to sit on a bus. But you know what? The bus is where it's at. <laughs> it's so entertaining. There's mm. so much happening. Okay, okay, okay. But you still have to be like woke, you know, to make sure your phone is with you because, you know, pickpocketing is a thing in France. Okay. Mm. Even locals get their phones. So I've seen it so many times where this like girl was like texting, you know, whoever like knew that like inside the train and like someone would grab it right when the doors close. What are you yeah. going to do? So, mm. like, um, of course, still be, like, mindful of, like, your, your, you know, what's happening, but then also embrace what's happening. Because, like, you know, people come in and they do, like, their little acts or, like, just hearing people's stories or, I don't know, just enjoy the ride as well. Okay. <laughs> I remember, like, a lot of people told me before I went that you have to be careful. It's very, very, like, the crime is huge. Yeah. You have to be very careful. And I was like, nah, it's not going to be that, that was bad. Me. I'm mm -hmm. like, ugh. And then when I went there, then the first apartment where I, where I moved, then the owner told me that it's super easy from the airport, just sit on this tram and then go to that station. And then you just walk five minutes and you're there. And I was like, okay. And I was like, should I take a cab? And, he, and she was like, no, 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 don't take a cab. It takes too much more time. Just go by tram. I was like, okay. And uh, I had my suitcase. I had a I had cash in there. I had like my computer, yeah. my camera here, and my phone, my headphones. And I was just walking like this. And I was like, nah. okay, <laughs> now, never, ever again. I go never to Paris, everything is like this. Literally. Mm -hmm. You keep that on lockdown. Mm. Yeah. That was some Gucci stuff you did there. Just like flashing everyone. <laughs> you taunted the thing. I'm here. Yeah. Carmen like, arrived. Would you like something? <laughs> okay. Do you guys uh, do you guys feel that because uh, I guess you live in different parts of the city, you went to different mm -hmm. schools, you guys <clears throat> experience a different part of Paris then? Okay, uh, housing is another thing. So I didn't pre-plan my housing. If you are going to France, I recommend you pre-plan and you take yep. advantage of those brochures they give you that say the deadline, like be the first person to apply mm. for those things. I, t I took my time. I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it. But they go by really fast. So um, the huge issue was that um, you can't trust a lot of people. 
Like uh, there are a lot of scammers, mm-hmm. yeah. and they the the way they catch you is like they ask you to send a deposit before you even see the house or get a contract, mm-hmm. and they're really good at convincing you. Like at some point, I was also convinced, but I was like, nah, I'm a business school, I'm a business student. Like I go to EBS, I know better. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking, but um, yeah. So it's that type of thing. So I ended up living in three uh, different locations during my. F- Four months, five months period, which is a lot. Mm. It's like every 14 days, you're like, you know, yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. I have a new location. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a funny thing is like once I moved back like to Estonia and I started talking to like my friends and stuff, like a lot of people actually ha- were in the same situation, but we didn't really talk about it because we were like more in the moment. But um, one thing about Paris is that each location is very different. So like, okay. yeah. um, I would say that I got more of a cultural experience. So like... Uh, like I spent time one like uh in Biancourt, it was like more of like a family oriented place, mm-hmm. super clean and like uh you just saw like a lot of parks and all these things. It was very different from like inside Paris. And then I also spent time in another area and it had a lot of like a black community and stuff. So that was also a different experience. And then I also spent time with the Middle East, like um people so it was, oh so you got all shades all of the rainbow shades. and then you go to like the paris the heart and then you find like tourists and everything so it was very like i felt like a local <laughs> okay yeah. no um i also lived a bit yeah. out and yeah. in like um Le Vecine, and it was all it was like basically the place where you have only houses you didn't have any big apartment buildings or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and it felt like a countryside Okay. So it was very safe. It was very quiet. It was very nice. Yeah. So I'm so. actually happy that I ended up like living there rather than living right in the center. That's also that's also my conclusion mm. of it. So. I... So it's I guess I guess the city is designed in a way similar to Talonhow because you know yeah. you go from one district. Like I swear to God, you can go from Copley. So you go from Teleskivi to Copley. Two stops down is a different city. Yeah. And like you go from Portland to Russia like that. So <laughs> but it's the that. thing is that they have way more like different nationalities there okay in estonia it's just like same people just different location (laughs) yeah but uh, i guess then um it being more international than estonia is these -hmm. communities are really clumped together as you said you know you stayed spent time in the white areas the african areas and the middle eastern areas yeah um because actually this is an interesting interesting situation because you are from namibia correct yeah so did you happen to find a little little namibia in paris that you you would stop at (laughs) i would just love to ask that if i can yeah you can um so the 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 neighborhood the first house i was at it was like uh the 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 clean neighborhood and stuff Mm -hmm. and more like white people and stuff um uh i was staying with my cousin actually my cousin my uncle okay yeah, my cousin wasn't there. It was with my uncle, but they were moving like soon. Like I only, I was only there for like a month and a half, and then I All had right. to find a new place. Okay. And then I had problems because I I moved from there to an Airbnb, and mm-hmm. that was a disaster because they were super dirty. Like it was a mess. There's so many stories uh. for that. Another day, so I was like, okay, I need to get out of here. So then I moved again, and then I stayed with a really nice Moroccan girl. Okay. Also with Airbnb, so it was two different experiences. I've I've I don't think I've actually purchased or I've stayed at Airbnbs, but I've never yeah. paid for it. Isn't Me that ex- is that an expensive to go Airbnb? Um, it is. Oh, in general, like housing in Paris is very expensive. Okay. So like, but it added up to the amount that everyone else was paying because okay. I was staying there long term. All right. So a lot of the places liked that I was staying there for more than one month, you know, or more than one day. Like oh, the renter rep- yeah, liked yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. 
You like it better because there is also like this thing that you need like a French quarantor or like uh, what's the word for it? Like a French person who tells you or who like um, gives to the real estate guys that yes, I approach like I know this guy. I validate for him if like I don't know they can't pay, then Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pay. Oh, you need a cosigner. Yeah, and uh, they have to be a French person or someone who has like a job. Or whatever there, and you can not a take, student, you mean? Yeah, and you can like <laughs> do it with a company, but mm-hmm. um, if you do it with a company, you pay a lot more. Mm-hmm. Okay, because um, like the housing is like I don't know apartment, a regular apartment. It starts from one thousand two hundred something like that, and it's a small room. Yeah, You're so prepared it's like for this here. <laughs> is this so the studio's bigger than the room, or kind of the same? But you have to fit <clears throat> your toilet, kitchen, everything in here. That sounds amazing. It's fantastic. (laughs) I mean, the bright side is like... Bonding experience. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, because you stayed with someone, right? You stayed with a Moroccan girl. Yeah. Was it in a room this size? No. uh, Okay, wait. Yes and no. (laughs) She had her space in this corner. I had my space in that corner. And together we had our space in the middle. Actually, that's how it was. She had her room and then I was staying in her sitting room. But like it was like a, a... the bed could like I mean the couch could go it's into a, a bed, bed right? yeah, and then the kitchen was like our common area. But because we got along so well, like it was just like a roommate <laughs> chilling. <laughs> so uh, it worked out perfect. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm, was... I mean the way you describe it sounds like you were on someone's couch essentially for a month. <laughs> <laughs> You you got that's the Erasmus experience exactly. in Paris. Exactly, we're students here. <laughs> you got a house? How 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 did you get the f- real French experience? I was on the couch for a hey, month. Hey. The couch came with a fish. There was a fish in there too. Oh okay. So I had a little pet. Oh okay. I thought you meant like there was a fish in oh, the couch, no. and you're like, it just I couldn't get the smell out forever. It just wasn't there. <laughs> ah okay, but okay, we've talked a lot about the student life. I've done my job about that. Yeah. I want to know about the French nightlife. How, where is it at? Where hmm. at EBS? At the <laughs> EBS Just start? Go podcast, we don't approve of clubbing or underage consumption of beverages. However, oh. though, mm-hmm. let us know because, again, as I said last podcast, I think a majority of the experiences you're getting out of the Erasmus program is not the school; it is the experience outside of school with people, internationals, and the local culture mm-hmm. so what was it like for you young ladies um yeah. a lot of clubs a lot of boat parties yeah and um it was so diverse it was i don't know it was very fun you, you never knew where you ended up throughout the night something was always happening that's what yeah. that's the prime part of paris is that there's a but for me i love like my house to be like my sanctuary you know it's my peace it's quiet uh-huh. and then outside like for them to be like a lot of things going on because then i can know like i when i leave the house you know i can go so that's one thing um i would say that if you're like in france and you're a student try to like explore your sources on facebook groups and all that yeah. stuff it comes through a lot. Like I met okay. a lot of people through that, and also there's like people who are in charge of those group chats, mm-hmm. and they know more like about where to get the tickets and all these, you know, like okay. administration. Clubbing, stuff. like in general, <clears throat> can be <clears throat> can be expensive. Yeah. But um, if you go to like a student party, then you can find a person who's gonna hook you up with the tickets yeah. or with the drinks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually. 
uh, I think it's a situation where you also need to bring cash because like cards sometimes yeah. doesn't work like or they will charge you. They'll say like minimum is 10 euros and that, that goes to like mm. a lot of stores in general, like even like the small like uh, stores where you can just tobacco stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. They require they're like, sorry, you can't buy that item for two euros, 10 euros at the minimum or whatever. So you need to make sure you have you pay more or you have cash. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So the minimum, it's like you have a you have a minimum order, a uh, minimum yeah, price for. I card. think they get taxed or something. I, I'm not sure. Uh, well, so, oh, yeah, some, something. <laughs> um, and then entrance fee, of course, mm-hmm. like when you enter the clubs, um, and you have to dress well as well. Yeah, uh, I've that's seen a, a lot huge of, yeah, thing there. Like you need to, guys cannot wear sneakers. You have to make sure you're wearing dress up shoes and like you, you look smart wear, you know. Even okay. though if it's like super warm outside, like it was in August, it was mm-hmm. like 33 degrees. No shorts. I would avoid shorts. No shorts. Yeah. Just, wait, are we, are we speaking to like clubs? Are we clubs. speaking to school? Like no, what are we club, talking about? <laughs> We're in clubs. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm just saying like, okay, put it this way. Carmen, you saw how I was dressed when I showed up, right? Yep. Am I cool to go into a club? Nope. I, yeah they, they will literally just like look at you up and down and be like they do Mm-mm. that they do that. you will think you are so good <laughs> what is that this is not sweet of a song oh How my dare God. you that sounds mm-hmm. okay uh you guys were saying though that you had like group chats and stuff uh was it easy then to like make friends and stuff or yeah is it like titan is there a good international community like because i imagine that half of the club life is the friend life so like how'd you how was that you know because it sounds yeah. like it was exceptionally tough at times <laughs> yeah to be honest like this was like the most out of my comfort zone i've been <laughs> because like carmen and i didn't really hang out that often yeah, like, yeah. and so like uh, i had to make friends on my own and okay. so like everybody else came with like their groups already like you know from their university Oh, and yes. then I was like the single one, like hi. <laughs> yeah, it was very tough at first yeah. for me as well because like I went alone, yeah. and I started like the first week. I didn't spend so much time with anybody, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then like at my school we had over three hundred Erasmus students, but overall the school was small. It only had like two thousand people because it was like a private business school, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how we met up with a lot of. Uh, our school people and we hanged out all the time yeah uh for me i use like the the group work stuff like in in university like i'd always be open to talk to people and like ask mm. questions and okay. hey you want to hang out let's go see this like you know to whatever museum and stuff so it, it worked out all right that, way. that sounds and then also when you're out obviously you also meet people yeah <laughs> well meet some people I'm, i met my roommate at a party yeah, because see, I was, uh, it works. I also like not. I didn't get scammed, but I kind of did in a way. And uh, it was like uh, I lost my apartment where I was initially supposed to move in, and then I was so sad. I was alone in my first apartment. I was like, "What am I gonna do?" And then I was like, "Okay, whatever. My school friends are going out today, yeah. tonight. I'm I'm gonna join them." And we we went out, and then we we're in this park, and I got approached by this Finnish girl. And she was like, wait, you're Estonian? And I was like, yeah, you're Finnish? And I was like, what? Hi. I, I feel like I'm at home. Aww. I'm like, we're so close. So and nice. then uh, we just like, we kept on talking. And then I told her, like, I have this issue. And she was like, well, I found my apartment from this Facebook group. And uh, I didn't initially want any, like, roommates or stuff. But then she was like, well, I'm open for it. And you can just stay with me for like a week or two until you find your own place. 
And then, then while I moved there, I think it was after the first night, we were like sitting together and drinking coffee. And she was like, you know what? I like you. You're okay. Oh. You want to live here? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And the apartment was so nice. And I didn't end up paying like a lot for it. Yeah. And I made like a lifelong friend. We still talk basically every day. That's what I'm saying. Sunshine after mm. the storm, you know, things oh, yeah. are very intense, but just know it'll be fine. And you just need yeah. to like pace yourself and just embrace it. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you guys had not only, um, it sounds like you not only had the highs and lows of life in a semester, but it sounds like you just had a wonderful experience in general. Mm, like, yeah. that? With that being said, though, <laughs> you now know what like what Paris is like, and you know what France is like, and you know what the French are like. <laughs> would you can. guys would you guys want to move back? Are you planning to go back? Not just to visit, but like a long term, like maybe do your masters there, or get a job there, or marry a Frenchman, or. <laughs> You know, I imagine other French activities are baking baguettes or making your own wine. You know, mm -hmm. you guys thinking more French thoughts. Mm, I mean, I don't know if I would do my master's there or mm -hmm. if I would like to study there because our school system is a bit more organized. And I guess it, I'm more comfortable with that. It's in like a sense. you can ask your questions and you'll get one right away there. It's yeah. like a mission. Like you mm. need to be on, on top of it every day, like harassing them. Yeah. But they, the French people know how to eat and how to like relax yeah. and just like chill. Some wine, so, mm. baguettes. Yeah. I would <laughs> go there just for that and live there. Of Define course. eat. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Are Snails. you... Snails. Gonna... No, uh, I mean, like, not like the food part but they literally spend the most time uh while they're like uh at lunch or breakfast or dinners and they if put you... a lot of effort yeah away. i'm not gonna okay. lie because i thought you were about to say that you know the food was way better there or something in like dish your home nation home <laughs> country you'd be like oh, yeah. no, no 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 you're down for that veggie verse you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no would? but the food there is good as well okay like um I I'm really into French cuisine. Yeah. But it's also a bit expensive for a student to go out every night mm -hmm. because it's like I don't know it. The menu starts from fifteen or ten euros. Even Very like expensive. If you want fast food, you pay. You end up paying like twenty euros for a meal. And if you know a local friend, they can show you around because you buy your vegetables at a different spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your meat uh, and so on. Okay. So like, and but also I recommend you invite people over and mm -hmm. you just drink wine, have some cheese if you yeah. want. Yeah, it was also really nice. But wine and cheese. How how much of your diet consisted of just wine and cheese? <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot. It was like coffee, wine, cheese. Um. I, I abused Bread. it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's a. I was living the French life. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it just, it just sounds like, like, in my head, I'm envisioning like you're like, oh, we go. Is it, you're like, well, we went to one store for the grocery, another store for the meat, mm. and then we just bought a pound of cheese. But it's true. They have. It's not even just one cheese. They have like a million cheeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you have time. Five months is a long time. And then you have <laughs> breaks in between the stores to just uh -huh. like chill you open your wine and then you're like okay but we need these things as well mm -hmm. and then you go like to do that she knows it everything <laughs> takes so much time there but you end up enjoying it yeah so yeah but it's life. like the same thing one thing what was a bit hard at first was group projects mm -hmm. i don't know if like if you do it only with international people then they're all there like yeah i want to study yeah. but with french people 
After five minutes, okay, we need a coffee break. Then after oh, that, another one. Then someone wants to go outside and breathe fresh air. Then, uh, I fresh don't know. Air. Yep. And then it's like the French culture, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, but for okay. Me, it wasn't just French people. It was all cultures in general. Because it was well, very true, international. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel you on it that. It was so hard to work together. Like, imagine being in the same group with a German, Italian, and a French person. Everyone works differently. And then the German just ends up doing everything. And you're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but Efficiency. Yep. To answer your question, I would not move to Paris <laughs> to live. Mm. It's a little too intense for me, but it was a very nice experience. Okay. And I would visit often, but I wouldn't live there. I would move to south of France. Uh, yeah. Not Paris. Not Paris at all. Yeah. Like Paris is... It's for tourists. It's mm -hmm. not a place you want to live if you it's don't. It's just... not the real France. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -uh. Well, um, I actually got the the time warning not too long ago, so oh. it's the part where we kind of got to wrap it up. Sadly, okay. I really do appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to come sit down and have this discussion with me because, you know, um, not to be like that guy, but I actually have had people come up to me and they have said like your podcast actually helped me pick the country. I was going to go yeah. to. So, um, you know, guys, if you're watching this and you know these um, beautiful women, please make sure you, you tell them, hey, you helped me uh, choose France or choose Paris or wherever they choose within France. Mm -hmm. With that being said, though, we're going to get to the final words in a minute. But what's some uh, what's some advice you would give someone like 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 if you walked in and you didn't before your experience, right? Right. You walk in, you got off the plane and if some magic genie could come down and tell you one thing that now you would be that genie, like you would tell them, like, it's like, you need to know this. What's the one thing you would tell them? Huh. Well, well, where do we start? <laughs> okay. Well, the um, housing is obvious. Like, yeah. make sure you plan that before and don't, you know, pay your deposit before you get the contract or visit the house and be careful with like who you contact. Airbnb was very safe. Like, you know, when I had to yeah. move, like they had my back to move. Okay. And the student housing is nice as well. But the thing is that you have to register very fast. When they open up their registration, yeah. then just go for it. Right away. Because otherwise you're going to miss your spot. Okay. And then just to be mindful with your items, if especially uh. if you're going to Paris, like make sure like you're not too mm -hmm. flashy. And also like when you're in the center, don't act like a foreigner because they target you. Yeah. yeah. So like, don't be like, hi, like, and like be super loud, like try to be low key. Mm. You just got to be careful. It's not as bad as people think, but like a lot of crime goes on. Okay. But like, I didn't get robbed. I don't think yeah. you got robbed, no, but I, I, I have a lot of friends who did. Mm -hmm. But still, if you're just careful and you have your things in order, then you're going to be fine. You said yeah. you said don't look like a foreigner. So is it like a assume that you should be wearing a beret at all times? <laughs> no, that's one thing that foreigners do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Foreigners yeah. do that. Foreigners Locals do that. don't. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. What about like a scarf that's red and white? Oh, gosh. And a very tight sweater. I mean, well, like everybody expects, like if you go to Paris, everybody is so fashionable. Everyone is so beautiful. Super casual. It's super casual. It's super low key. It's like you go to I don't know Zara or H and M, and you just pick up like the first outfit you? that you see, and everybody wears that. Mm -hmm. Okay, alrighty. But not to the club. Yeah, no. not to the club. So the so the club is where you need to look professional. Yep. But the school is like. Yeah. Mm. Do you even need to wear shoes at that point? You know, if it's so casual. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one thing what would help with France is actually knowing the language, mm -hmm. because I haven't studied it at all. 
I didn't study it there, but what I did was just to pick up on some words and phrases it to helps. get along. But yeah, I even like I had to drop one course because it was supposed to be in English, but they were like, oh, sorry, the teacher didn't know and it's going to be taught in French. If you don't understand, then you can leave. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. And then be brave, be patient yep. and embrace, embrace the situation, <laughs> you know? Life is life is full of lemonade. <laughs> lemonade, not in France, but yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that ever. I've I've heard the saying, you know, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But you're like, nah, life already got lemonade in it. Yeah. If if you choose to look at it that way. Hey, I'm not. You're you're the French professional here. I'm yeah. just the American in Estonia interviewing people. Of other, I'm I'm the American in Estonian interviewing generally speaking estonians about their experiences in other countries so to me you guys are just you could be half french for all i know <laughs> that's all i'm saying but at that note at that note this is to be final words do you have any final notes you want to say about france any advice literally anything you want to say just go yeah just go literally it's just go it's and very funny and Great. plug 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 but yeah. i mean it's like true it might sound like so scary i don't know financially or just like going out there alone mm -hmm. but even well, for your plans there oh sorry no no, no no like even when you're there and you have plans and stuff just go for it like you know be yeah. open to say yes i mean be smart of course but like mm. that's yeah, the, that's where the adventure is mm. <laughs> it's it sounds super cringy but i i really feel like i changed yeah. a lot and like grew as a person and mm -hmm. like i got that patience down now because as an estonian you're not patient at all you're like i want this now yeah. and like i want this yesterday mm -hmm. but there you're like okay i'm chill do whatever you want that's okay estonians i'll put it this way estonians are so efficient in not wanting to wait for anything mm. that you know the scan guns you go to the supermarket with yep we've the whole reason those exist is just to avoid checkout yeah like that's all that exists for avoid talking to people as well human contact <laughs> any sort of waiting that's the estonian way yeah, I was, you know, I lived here for just like, you know, my bachelor's or whatever. Going mm -hmm. there, I was also low-key in Estonia. And I was like, wait, why are these people so close to me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go sit there. <laughs> but it was nice. Right. Just go is All our right. is our final. Just go. Yeah. That's the podcast name. Um, if people have any questions and would like to talk to you further about your experiences in France, because obviously we cannot cover everything in this podcast. Yes, How true. can they get a hold of you? How can they reach you? You got Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, Twitter, VK, WeChat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you under some underground All forums, yeah, Reddit, 4chan? <laughs> all right, but seriously, how can people get a hold of you if they want to ask you a question? Um, just on Facebook, Carmen Cotter, or okay. on Instagram, Carmen Maria, it doesn't matter. Yeah, on Facebook or Instagram, Christina Halfiku. All right. Yeah. Well, um, they said it first, and I'll say it again. Just go to France, enjoy the weather, uh, and if there's no corona, enjoy a French free Corona. Uh, but thank you guys so much for watching the whole podcast. We really do appreciate your viewership. If you're watching it on YouTube and you want to ask a specific question for the next country, for whatever that may be, drop a quick comment in the, um, in the comment section below. And, uh, hope to see you guys next time when we just go to a new country. <laughs>